All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, a positive Friday. How are you? Welcome to the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 live on Oilers Nation YouTube where, hey, Oilers fans, you've seen this before, a 2 nothing lead. On the road, that is the third time this road trip. The Edmonton Orders, who uh, have actually uh, started quite well uh, this season. And now we'll see. Can they uh, Can they keep going? Started well. All you got to do is uh, play well. So uh, a good start for the Edmonton Orders. 21 to 6 were the shots in the, uh, in the first period. The Edmonton Orders... Guess what? Anybody who tries to tell you it's this uh, their defense or it's their system just shows you they don't know what they're talking about. It has nothing to do with the order system, okay? Uh, the orders, they gave up a grand total of zero. High danger scoring chances that period. Zero. Guess what? When you do that, game is a little easier for your goaltender, isn't it? Not hard at all. Possession in the offensive zone, 10 minutes for the orders. Um, puck in the offensive zone, I should say, ten to four. Slot shots, five to two. Scoring chance, high danger scoring chances, three nothing. Scoring chances off the cycle, four to one. Scoring chances off the rush, two to one. It was uh, you know, a puck battle win percentage, seventy seven to twenty two. Okay, seventy seven point eight to twenty two point two. That's uh, that's really the difference, right? And it's um, it shows you that hey, you know what? You can uh, you can. Play well when they want to. I think that's pretty obvious. So uh, 
Uh, they'll start the uh, second period on a power play after uh, Ovechkin took the uh, ill-advised slash cross-checking penalty at the end of the first period. Uh, was obviously uh, frustrated with uh, with how things were going. So um, we'll see. I'm Jason Greger alongside uh, Connor Halley. Gregor Show is always presented by PlayAlberta.ca, Alberta's only regulated online gambling website. And uh, because of the uh, early start, we got our uh, picks in today. We always do the uh, the pick for uh, PlayAlberta.ca. And uh, you know what? November, we have a chance here. We've gotten a little bit of a roll lately to uh, be somewhat in the uh, uh, on the on the right side of the ledger. And uh, with thoughts from. Don, who uh, told us to pick Toronto, we went with the Maple Leafs, we went with the Oilers, and we took the over in the Minnesota-Colorado game. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Conman, what did you think of the first period? Greg, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, you know, th- there was a couple shifts there towards the end. Uh, McDavid's line was out there. They they made it look effortless. The passing was fantastic. It was tape to tape between he and Matias Ekholm. Yeah, you talked about it. Zero high danger chances against. That's obviously going to be a key for victory. Uh, maybe a bit of a fluke with the Nuge goal. Like, skill for sure, but that, that kind of fortunate bounce. But you work hard. You create those opportunities, and those are the bounces you are going to get. So, I, I don't know if it was the best period they've played, but uh, one of the best periods we've seen from them this season. Really oh, limiting. Dude, Obi. you're trying to find a negative? They outshot them 21-6. to six. How could they oh. play better? They gave up nothing defensively. There's no negative. Yeah. I just don't know. if Maybe maybe there was a better period. You know, they, they come back against the Islanders. I don't know. I'm just saying. Great yeah. period. And I, I liked uh, Dayarnay at the end of the period. Like getting Ovi to take that penalty. Fantastic. Eluding him. Letting Ovi slam into the boards. I thought it was a very great period. Yeah. Um... No, uh, nothing negative about uh, that other than uh, Connor McDavid just wiped out hard on the uh, going to the bench uh, very gingerly. So uh, that'll be something to uh, to watch for um, to see as the orders go here when the uh, second period gets uh, gets going. Hey, guys, um, I can't get on sports. It says I'm out of the region. I'm in Edmonton. Uh, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's on regular uh, sports and I was watching it. We're watching it uh, right now. I've got the uh, Ignite. Uh, on the laptop, uh, it's just on basic uh, Sportsnet channel, 223. So, well, I guess it depends if you have Shaw or TELUS or whatever you have. So, uh, either way, uh, people are getting able to watch it. So, I'm not uh, I'm not sure we can help you on that one. Uh, coming up on the show, man, we have a loaded, loaded show for you today. Uh, Mike Rupp will uh, join us in the first hour uh, talking all things uh, NHL. we got the two-minute warning with Cam Tate. Uh, LT will be by uh, Lorianne Munzer. Also, uh, Wanye Gretz will uh, join us. Craig Button, uh, Mark Spector. We'll get to uh, Wanye's world. Also, uh, five questions later on today. You can always text us in our Jiffy Lube inbox, 833-401-1440. Is the number. As well, uh, last night, NFL, did you see, like, Christian McCaffrey right now? That guy is absolutely on fire for uh, the San Francisco 49ers as uh, they really manhandled defensively. They didn't give up very much. Uh, the uh, triple header yesterday, we talked about it a little bit, but uh, Dallas all over Washington, as we expected. Uh, the 49ers, are they the best team in the NFL? Connor Halley. And McDavid's back, by the way. 
Good to see McDavid back. You know what? We actually threw that out there on Fantasy Frenzy, and our friend Brandon Douglas took some heat from some of the Eagles fans out there saying, hey, what about us? We just beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, we get the Niners and Eagles in a couple of weeks, so we'll find out. But, Gregor, when the 49ers are healthy, they are probably top two for sure. You know, you have Debo Samuel out there doing what he does. Um, yeah, and Christian McCaffrey, he's, he's just phenomenal. Anytime you're averaging six yards per carry, that's a good sign. Brock Purdy doesn't have to be an elite quarterback to win them football games. He just doesn't have to make those mistakes and they'll be able to run the ball. They'll be able to find Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel and, you know, George Kittle. Although sometimes you're wondering where he is, he still has the knack for those big games. And Gregor, that, that front four for the 49ers is unbelievable with the addition of Chase Young. Uh, there was one at one point they lined up Chase Young and Nick Bosa. Uh, kind of his defensive tackles, but they were standing up. It, it's just the confusion they're going to create, giving these offenses different looks. It, they're a lot of fun to watch right now. I don't know if they're they're the best, but they're top two. Hey, guy, tell that listener to uh, reset his phone. It happened to me from uh, Brendan. Well, there you go, Brendan. Thanks for that. So, uh, highball, retest, uh, reset your phone. See if that helps. So, you never know. Uh, think about how many times you have computer issues. And uh, all you do is shut it off and on, and suddenly it works. And you're like, what happened? It, it happens all the time. It, uh, and even when you talk to uh, to tech guys, lots of them will say, <laughs> you know, it, it's a, it's, you don't have to be a highly advanced tech guy to uh, shut it off and on. But uh, usually uh, that, is the, uh, that is the case. So we'll, uh, we'll see where it goes. Um, hey, Gregor, what do you make of the orders how they can start so well but can't maintain it. That comes from Doug. Doug, it is an excellent question. I, I think it's a – well, you know what? A, it's a, it's a long game, so you get up to nothing. Historically, that that's in your favor for sure. And last year, the orders were excellent when they scored first. This year, not so much. And I think, well, if you're playing loose hockey, even if you're up to nothing, eventually it's going to come back and get you, right? Um I just think the orders, to me, it's an illustration of their lack of commitment to the system. Because look, look at the first period. Look what they gave up, nothing. Now, granted, Washington isn't the most offensive-minded team, so I always have to keep that in mind. But they've shown, if they commit to it, that they can be a decent defensive team. Right? You don't have to be out of this world, but a decent defensive team. So I, I don't I, I've seen some people try to, to write articles about, oh, they're playing, you know, this or they're that. Give me a break. OK, there's it's execute the system. Doesn't matter what the system is, just executed. And I don't believe that the orders have executed well enough, consistently enough. And we've seen it. And so through the first period, they executed very well. Now it's a matter of just continuing it. The game isn't 20 minutes long. The game is 60 minutes. Right. And you need to. Continue to play smart, play disciplined. The orders didn't cheat. They didn't pinch. Now, granted, they were very aggressive. They had the puck all the time. So uh, that's going to be the best. The best offense, or the best defense is a good offense, right? Because if you have the puck, then the other team doesn't have and they can't score. That's a fact. So um, we'll see. But I, I don't believe for a moment that it's the system, Doug. Why haven't they found consistency? It's a great question. <laughs> if uh, If you could... You know, that's what separates. The, the teams that win are the most consistent ones, right? The teams that win are the most consistent ones. So um, 
We saw an uh, inadvertent collision. TJ Oshie and uh, Matthias Ekholm, neither one saw each other. Ekholm crossed uh, at the blue line. Oshie crossed the other way. They ran into each other. Oshie was down for a long time. Now he's uh, taken off to the, to the uh, dress room. No, uh, no penalty on the play. There shouldn't be a penalty on the play. But uh, you know what? Uh, uh, the Oilers, uh, the way their luck was going earlier this year, that would have been a, a penalty. Somehow, Ekholm would have got a stick up on the guy, but uh, that wasn't the case. And and now we'll see uh, how they uh, how they finish off. But hey, guys, I keep reading, or I read, I should say, I read Elliot Friedman, and he said the Oilers are just going to stand pat. Do you believe that? Well, I believe the one theory that you know what you can always try to fix your problem internally first. I get the theory behind it, right? As I've said, like people talking about Motombo, like to me, that's a desperation move. You're just adding on. Oh, we're going to bring in another goalie who's not proven. Oh, great. I don't don't think that solves things. The order's number one way to solve most of their issues is to play better defensively. However, I don't believe that Calvin Pickard's a backup goalie in the NHL. I don't believe he's consistent enough to be a regular backup. So now you're going to ask Stuart Skinner, like how how much is Stuart Skinner going to have to play for you, Right. I, I, you can't overplay him. That's not good. So they do need a backup. Can it be Jack Campbell? Oof. That's, uh, I know it's one shutout. It's an American League shutout. Remember, Calvin Pickard had a 939 save percentage in the minors, okay? 939. I'm not... I'm not taking a shutout in the minors and saying, oh, this means Jack Campbell's back. Like, no chance, man. None, to be honest. Like, it's one game. He's going to have to play very well for a good stretch of time before I'm thinking, oh, this guy's ready to be a player again. Like, I just, I can't buy into it. Right? It's it's one game. Good for him. But it's one game. So, yeah, I'm not. Uh, the orders, will they be patient? They could. But I don't know if um, if that means that it's the right decision. I like the, the Edmonton orders. What what they have part of their problem is you know what they don't have a ton of continuity, right? But you could argue that Jack Campbell has been for a year, and I guess it's a month, right? And hasn't played well. Now maybe he finds his game. Maybe there's a reset, and magically he finds it, right? I don't know. Maybe he does, but that's a that's a pretty big what if, don't you think? It's a pretty big what if. So we'll uh, we'll have to see uh, how it goes. And um, the Oilers, holy cow! They they make it a three goal lead. Now maybe Oilers fans can exhale because uh, as uh, as Oilers fans know, the two goal leads haven't uh, been good, but. Uh, It's a matinee game. What could go wrong? No, I'm kidding. The Oilers have been the best team by far. They scored on their first shot of the uh, of the second period. Uh, Bouchard with the bomb. And uh, Oilers fans, you should be uh, fairly comfortable. Uh, it's a two-point game for, uh, for Connor McDavid. And uh, Edmonton is off and running. We'll take a quick break. Mike Rupp is going to join us. We'll go around the NHL. On the Gregor Show on Sports 1440 Live on Oilers Nation YouTube. Positive Friday continues on Sports 1440 Live on Oilers Nation YouTube. Jason Gregor, Connor Halley with you. If you are uh, out and about, and if you recorded the game, uh, guess what? 
you'll be excited. And if you don't want to know the score, then turn it off for five seconds. But uh, orders with uh, back-to-back power play goals, and uh, now they lead uh, 4 nothing. So they scored on a power play seven seconds in, and then Carlson was upset about the initial call, gets an unsportsmanlike, and uh, Dreisaitl. A power play goal from Dreisaitl. Oh, my goodness. There is a lengthy drought that needed to end uh, for him. So we'll see. The orders, uh, they desperately need some. You know what? Uh, there's so many guys. Like, they need some guys now in their bottom six. Get some points. I would put Ryan McLeod on the ice for 20 minutes straight. Try to get him a goal. And just encourage him to hit the net. Did you see the chance he had right after the orders went up one nothing, And he just flat out missed the net. It's brutal. Brutal. Uh, let's go around the NHL now. Brought to you by Mick Donald's and with the McDonald's McPicks small combos, you can enjoy a tasty junior chicken or a McDouble with small fries and a small mountain drink for only five seventy nine right now for a limited time at McDonald's as uh, Mike Rupp, former NHLer, Stanley Cup champion, ace analyst on the NHL Network, joins us. Rupper, how you doing, my man? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? Hey, I'm I'm great. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, what's uh, what's your Thanksgiving uh, meal of choice? Oh, uh, it's funny you say that. Right before I was talking, to you, I had the leftovers oh, flowing. God. So uh, leftovers. yeah, just uh, I you know I'm one of those people. Even in the regular um, a regular meal, I'm a big like mix everything together guy. Okay, and I know that's kind of gross to a lot of people. So my favorite thing when you're doing leftovers for Thanksgiving is like. Whatever you're mixing all together, just have cranberry sauce or gravy or whatever you want to kind of mix it on on top of it all. So it's kind of gross for some, but that's that's the way I do it and the way I like to do it. I mix it. Well, I don't mix it in like a like a, I have it all on the same plate. My food, my potatoes and everything can touch each other. But uh, um, I, I love the cranberry on the turkey for sure. If you're having turkey, guaranteed. And uh, see, mashed potatoes, rupper. Like I think mashed potatoes. People who don't like mashed potatoes. I don't think they've ever had proper mashed potatoes because mashed potatoes are money, especially with gravy and turkey gravy is delish. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to get the proper, uh, proper, um, regular mashed potatoes. But I also am a big fan. I grew up on the sweet potato kind of casserole oh. where it's you know the the the, the whipped or yeah. um, sweet potatoes with the with the. Um, marshmallows on top. Yeah, yeah. Toasted. That's pretty good. Okay, I like it. Um. You know what, what? What do you make of like the NHL goes dark uh, yesterday Thanksgiving? It's obviously a big football day. It's a big holiday. No problem. They're dark on Christmas, so I don't, I don't see a big issue with it. Um, I do wonder though if you can do it twice in one week. Why can't you go dark on Hall of Fame night? Like, shouldn't you honor the the people and and have no games on Hall of Fame night? What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I think there's certain times and certain things where, um. You know, I I also think that there's there's nights that we've tried to change into being its own night of production, like the lottery winner night. Yeah. Remember, like, yeah. like now it's 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 getting like another night on TV. They're able to, there's sales elements to go in all those different things, and um, you know, it seems like there's always a look for searching for things like that. And I think that the hall of fame night, you could probably blow it out even more, you know, and if there's no games going on, make it, make it. So the whole hockey world um, is, is watching those events. Yep. And uh, I think it would be great. I, I would love it. But yeah, to your point, like, I don't know. I don't really recall. I, we, we know the circumstances. I actually, 
when we learned about the circumstances from the other night of why it happened, like I understand how sometimes that stuff just happens, but it's twice in the same week. So it must not be that big of a deal. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Uh, Mike Rob joins us. Um, we're up at the Washington Capitals. I'd crunched all their numbers uh, leading into this game against Edmonton. I was like, man, they're 9-1-1 and in their last 11 games. But they were giving up a lot of shots. Their goalies were playing well. They weren't scoring. Their power play wasn't scoring. They're 5-on-5. Five five, and I was just like, man, they're getting out shot all the time. They're getting out chance. Like, eventually, I thought this was a team that was ripe for the picking. Now, I look at Washington, and I see a prime example of a team that's been on a hot streak that is going to cool down. What do you make of the Caps? Yeah, I, I agree with that. And uh, the, the one thing that was making me wonder, and kind of curious if they can sustain, is that while they were winning those games, you looked, Ovi wasn't, wasn't, Amy hasn't been scoring at the pace that he's used to scoring, right? Yeah. Their power play was cooking at like 8%. <laughs> and a guy like TJ Oshie had, at that time, I don't know what he's gotten in the last couple. He of got games, his first goal last. He got his first goal against uh, Buffalo two days ago, and then he got uh, hurt. Today. Yeah. So, so his first goal, I think he only had two points or something prior to that. Um, so you know, it, you, you get that that team last year that was decimated with injuries. Now, in a lot of ways, you get your guys back in some regard. Obviously, no Nick Backstrom, but now, like with all those things going bad and you're still winning, I thought, well, okay, maybe they maybe they can get this done because they're getting it done in other ways, right? They're not relying on their power players, not relying on OB popping into a night. Um, but, yeah, I would agree with you. It's, uh, I, I, there's, I think there's a lot of teams, put it this way, in the league right now that every year we jump the gun on who stinks and who's good. And it, from the first 20 games and it's hard to assess it. Um, but I do think that certain things will cool off. Um, I said it the other day and I've been getting hammered by, uh, by Canucks fans too. What they're doing is not sustainable. Like I don't consider them a top team in the league and, um, you know, it's, it's fun to watch them. I mean, they're must watch TV when you're watching them right now, but I have a feeling that the, the water is going to kind of level out here on a lot of these teams over the next few weeks. I look at one of those teams, and uh, that maybe I don't. I think they're good, but the New York Rangers might be better. Like, there's still a lot of people that are like, ah, they don't score enough. But I'm like, man, I, they don't give up a lot. I like their team. I they're better than I thought they would be at the start. Their younger guys have really stepped up. Uh, you see them closer than I do. What do you make of the Rangers? Yeah, they're they're, they're interesting too because I don't know if they're as good as their record is right now. But the thing that's working really well for them is that they are defending much better than they probably have over the last number of years. And, again, I mean, they're a team that if it wasn't Igor Shosturkin or the power play, they probably weren't winning games. But both of those formulas, both of Igor and their power play over the last few years, has been so good and so consistent that they they – they won a lot of games because of that, right? And and I think it masked some of the other things that they had going on. Um, so, yeah, they're not scoring as much, but they're finding ways to defend and win with, with defense. Um, they're getting proper goaltending, and no matter who's in the lineup, whether it's Quickie or Igor, I mean, Louis Domingue got in there and got a win. Um, doing all this with, uh, without Adam Fox, I I think that sometimes through injuries of your best players, you've got to do it a different way. So I think it's really big for the Rangers. I think it's a big maturation uh, 
process for them. These guys are maturing in front of us right now, and they're they're finding ways to win in, in other ways. And um, that's something that they haven't done, and, and we'll see if that can can help them as the season goes on. But, yeah, uh, it's getting done in a different manner, but uh, they've been certainly getting their wins right now. Mike Grupp joins us, uh, analyst of the NHL Network, also a uh, color analyst for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And, uh, hey, let's talk about the Penguinis. What uh, the, the Penguins are starting, you know, they're only 9-9, nine nine, Rupper, and they, they seem to take a step, and then they kind of fall back. Then they seem to take a step, and then they fall back. What's, what's, what's gone wrong? What's been the challenge for them as far as consistency-wise? What's, what's lacking? Yeah, I, for them, I think that um, they have been struggling with production on paper from their their depth part of their lineup, and and the reason why I word it that way is their their third line of of Ellers, Zahorna, um, they've got uh, oh, am I missing here? Ellers, Zahorna, and Jiro Connor. They, they're very solid, and they're they're like your typical third line. It's going to be good defensively, play at the right end of the ice. They're going to grind the team down, forecheck, create some things, and, and, and garner some momentum for your team. They're, they're starting to put the puck in the net a little bit more and be a little more consistent in that. And the fourth line starting to be used in, in more particular ways um, as far as D-zone face-offs and, and giving them a job to do. Uh, early, earlier on, they weren't getting production by really any of those uh, two lines. Uh, it's getting better. Uh, the the goaltending has been... Tristan Jari has not been consistent. It's gotten better. Alex Nadelkovic has been great when he's gotten in there. So we'll see how, kind of how that evolves. Um, but this is a team that uh, they've had a couple very, very impressive wins. They they shut out uh, Colorado in, in a big-time yeah. fashion earlier in the year, and then they shut out Vegas the other day, and it was very impressive. But then they also have some stinker games, right? So yeah. it's like everybody else right now. They, you're trying to figure it out in, your first, in the first 20 games. So they've shown some flashes of brilliance, but they also have shown some uh, very, very big inconsistencies in their game that have kept them down there at the 500 hockey club right now. What about the Sabres, who they're playing later tonight? Uh, eight, nine, and two without Tage Thompson. Uh, this is this is a season where they were hoping to take a step forward, Louie, and uh, so far it, it hasn't happened. Uh, what is there issues defending still five on five? Because I know that was a problem last year. And and to me, it's kind of like at Edmonton, although Edmonton's got a lot of problems. But, you know, just a consistent defensive game from Buffalo, is that what's lacking? Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of things that we thought that we'd be concerned about. Like, they're defending the goaltending. Is, it, is the goaltending good enough? And when I mean good enough, like, yes, they have NHL caliber goaltenders. But for a team that doesn't defend that great, do you have a goaltender that can steal you games? And these guys are, they'll have some good nights, some not so good. That they, they let up some chances that they shouldn't be. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a team that I, I just think that Tage Thompson injury will probably sink them. Um, yeah. they, they, they might still be able to stay in the fight. But I feel like the last three years we've been talking about Detroit, Ottawa, and Buffalo. And it's like every which time it looks like there's someone else that looks like they're going to, take that lead there and grab that playoff spot. And then they, you know, it was, I thought the Ottawa Senators are going to be that team this year. Then they have that very bad start. And like they've had every year is a bad start. So yeah. I don't know. It's still kind of wide open with those three clubs. Are they going to be able to get in? But there's been some surprise teams elsewhere in that conference. So, um, but I, I, I don't know. I don't think that this, this Buffalo team is going to make it this year. And um, they're, they're still, they're still struggling to keep the puck out of their net. 
What do you make of the orders, Rupper? I got him. I, I got him getting in the playoffs. I don't know what you think. Um, and the reason why I look at that is I just feel like this Oilers team has had a rough go. We know this, but they're also a team that second half of the season over the last number of years they've been really good, and we know they can run real hot, right? And all this is based off of being healthy too. But uh, I don't think there was enough teams that took advantage of the Oilers fumbling through these first whatever 15 games yeah and when you look the fact that seattle has been stumbling i mean you go into the other division even minnesota has been stumbling like and we're talking wild cards and not knowing how many are going to come from each division i i don't really think anybody has fully taken advantage of it maybe vancouver like we mentioned is vancouver played well enough now to almost position themselves yeah for i think a, they're a, in yeah decent run I mean, they're in that neighborhood right now. Yeah. But um, but we've also seen a Vancouver team that can change their game real quick the other way, right? So uh, I don't, I don't think uh, I think Edmonton. This is a long season, something where you got to deal with adversity. But I still think this team's got weapons. They need to get some goaltending. Uh, if they get that, we've seen them when they get a little bit of goaltending, good goaltending, just good, doesn't have to be great. They can go on some serious runs. So I still think they get in. Robert, what do you make of the NHL? There's this talk, you know, they're they're going to have an in-season kind of like best on best with the with four countries maybe, but no Russia. You can't be half pregnant, right? There's talk, oh, can't put Russians in the <laughs> Hall of Fame. Oh, they can't play uh, during the season, but they can play in like on NHL teams, right? Like they can't play as a country. Like is to me, I don't understand it, right? Like the players aren't Putin. They're not the idiots who, so I don't know. It's just, you either allow them in your league or you don't. You can't say, well, you can play regular season games, but now you can't play in this tournament. Or am I wrong on that? No, I think you're bang on. And, and don't call best on best then, because best on best has to be everybody. And yeah. so, whatever which way you get to that, or if you get to it, it's got to be that. Um, you know, this is, it's, uh, you, not to get into all that side of it, yes, there's a lot of different things that go on, but maybe it's best not to do it then. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you can't go halfway there, yeah. and I think that's what you're insinuating there. Like it's if you if you want to have something done, you got to and you're going to claim it to be X, then it's got to be X. Like yeah. you can't be Y and Z. And uh, yeah, I mean you're talking some uh, some of the greatest players, and this is a this is a worldwide game. That's one of the great things about. Um, about hockey, you, you you get all these different countries and the interest, and it's a global game. So I, I, I don't I don't like it, you know, explained that way. That's best on best. It only is if you got every country involved. Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? Like, if you're not going to have Germany, well, that means you have no Drysaitel, no Stutzla, no side. Like, you're leaving out some really good players. So to me. I get why the NHL wants to have something like this. Well, then just do it the proper time, which is August or September, like you always have going back to the Canada Cup case, right? Like that's the one that makes the most sense and get the teams in there. However you want to get the countries involved, get like there should be the top eight countries, no question in my mind. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that 100%. And that's, that, that, that's the thing, though, that's been so frustrating, I think, the whole time. is It almost feels like because there has not been the Olympics – yeah, and now it's going to be force fed, and it's going to look completely different. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, the decisions that were made to not have that done, and I get some of those. Like, I'm actually not a huge Olympic guy, and that's a whole other conversation. As far as you know, the league doesn't benefit at all from the Olympics, in my opinion. But at the end of the day, that's why everyone's calling for best on best because we haven't had it for so long. 
So now, but you can't just makeshift one. It's got to be the real thing. Yeah. No, uh, wholeheartedly uh, agree with you on that one. Um, Rupper, I appreciate your time, my man. Uh, have a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the leftovers. I don't care how you eat them, buddy. Leftovers are the best. I love leftovers. So uh, enjoy that, and we will chat with you next week. All right. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, everybody. Enjoy. That's uh, Mike Rupp from the NHL Network. Of course, also analyst for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Is the Pause of Friday edition of the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440. Live in the E-Well studio. Your local electrical distributor, EWEL.ca. They're always adding a little extra electricity to the show. EWEL.ca. Uh, we'll return. Uh, Low Tide is going to uh, join us later on. We have uh, Lorianne Munzer, uh, Wanya Gretz, Craig Button, uh, Mark Spector. Also, uh, we'll recap the uh, order game and more. On Sports 1440 Live on Orders Nation YouTube. Continuing on, Positive Friday on Sports 1440 Live on Orders Nation YouTube. And it's time now for the oil report brought to you by Volvo Cars Edmonton.com. Actually, you know what? We'll get to that in a sec. But first, let's get to uh, it is Friday. So excited about the uh, oil report. Low tide's on early. Got really excited. We'll get to low tide in a second. But first, we'll get to the uh, two-minute warning with uh, Cam Tate, of course, uh, joins us on Monday and Friday. Now, if you don't know who Cam is, Cam, of course, a longtime journalist in the city. And uh, he has cerebral palsy, uh, also is in a wheelchair. And, and at times, uh, uh, you know, can't speak as clear uh, for everybody to understand. So, but has great ideas. And with the uh, wonders of technology, uh, Tate joins us uh, with the two-minute warning digitally every day thanks big j since it's positive friday on the jason greger show the two-minute warning is more than happy to contribute fast eddie here reading what's his name's words i mean cam tate friday morning means putting the coffee pot on and getting on the internet to find a topic i mean the hockey club in edmonton is in the tank and the football club get the for sale sign folks so my internet search began with the alberta junior hockey league to see what's going on got a soft spot for the old a j when I was a sports writer with the Edmonton Journal, I wrote about over 300 stories on games, players, coaches, trainers, billet families, and everyone else who work together as an engine which drives the AJHL. When I clicked on the AJHL homepage, I saw what I was going to write today, right in front of me. Fives, that's right. A picture says a thousand words, right? Now, you might think those pictures are of a player with the widest smile, stick in the air, with the puck buried in the netting with a big goal, or a goaltender in a David Copperfield pose making a save which set your PVR there. Grandpa will be on every cotton-picking television sports highlight reel, and all of those stories are great. But guess what? None of those pictures are today's topic. Instead, what I invite you to think about... More importantly, envision Sia, pictured of A.J. players who achieved what junior a hockey is so profoundly known for. Sure, scoring goals and making saves, and even winning championships is never lost on me. Never, ever, ever. They are important. But the thing I want to celebrate today is the five pictures of young men who recently committed the universities, proving yet again how junior hockey leads to lifelong opportunities. Can't beat that now. Two-minute warning, Mondays and Fridays, the Jason Greger Show, Sports 1440. 
pretty uh, cool story when you uh, think about a good uh, idea by Tater. And, uh, you know, the uh, the AJHL, uh, lo- hey, you know what? There's lots of players in the AJHL. There's lots of players in junior football. Uh, lots of players, CIS, uh, get uh, good recognition and need it. So fantastic stuff. And when you look at it, the, the scholarships, there's, you know what? Uh, the Saints have had a lot. Crusaders, they've got a really good team this year, by the way. If, if, you're, if you haven't gone out to uh, check out some uh, AJHL action, I highly recommend uh, the Crusaders. Uh, the Saints, a little bit of a slower start for them than normal, but uh, the Crusaders are really rolling right now. Uh, exciting team to watch, a uh, very skilled team. Now, let's get to the uh, oil report brought to you by Volvo Cars. Edmonton, stop in this weekend. You have until the end of the month where you can get up to $7,500 off any 2023 model, the S60, XC60. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The XC90, they got them all at Volvo Cars Edmonton. Dot com as uh, Al Mitchell, host of The Lowdown, uh, joins us now um, just about uh, the end of the uh, second period, a second period that's uh, really being dominated by the Oilers' power play. Al, you haven't seen that. The Oilers' power play, like, and the thing is, the, the, at the, when this game started, the Washington Capitals' penalty kill was 96% in their last 11 games. 96. They'd actually outscored teams. They'd scored two shorthanded goals and only given up one power play goal in their last 11 games. They were rolling at the Oilers' power play comes in. They go three for four. And, you know, some key goals because 2 nothing leads have not been pretty for this team on this road trip, Al. So, you know what, it was a big third goal, then a fourth goal, now fifth goal for Dreisaitl. And if if all of a sudden the orders can get going on their power play, like it doesn't solve their defensive woes, but at least it might, uh, you know, put a line through one of the areas of their game that needed to improve. Yeah, and, you know, every team has, I think you were the one who tweeted out earlier about, you know, teams go through this and the Oilers have in the past. What's happened, though, is they've been losing games that they would have gotten a point in or whatever. McDavid has not been himself. Clearly, he's getting better. Leon scoring is a big deal. Uh, I think Bouchard's shot shows that there's something going on there. Kane scoring again, nine goals. This is a really encouraging game for them. And we talked earlier on the lowdown about them needing a laugher and, I don't think I don't think anybody's going to take anything for granted in the third period. But the Oilers needed this. They needed a game where where things were fun again. And they're so talented that they could go on a roll. I'm not saying they will, but they could go on a roll just because there's so much talent on that roster. Yeah. Well, at some point now, they needed to play up to their potential. 
I think that's fair. Yeah. Like, you know, people keep their people want to use all these excuses. It's amazing the excuses I'd be reading about. Oh, it's a modified zone defense. Oh, it's this. Give me a break. They weren't playing well enough. Full stop. Yeah. And also, I think that, that one of the things that, that this summer and then into the fall that, that we kind of got, you know, out, I guess, out-reported or over-reported was the idea that, that you know, well, they need to adjust their, their uh, the game plan defensively. These guys have played every every uh, situation, man-on-man. They played zone. That's not it. They need the reps to get it done, but really it's about execution, and the owners were not executing. Today they are. Today they're playing better fundamental hockey. Now, Washington, they've been on a roll. The owners have been on a down sweep, so you know the regression is, is going to occur. But this is really encouraging because not only are they scoring goals and the power play is humming, but they're playing pretty well defensively. A lot of blocked shots, a lot of hits, a lot of in the zone. There's a lot of good things happening for this Oilers team. And maybe yesterday's hard practice was what they needed, but this is going to be, if they continues in the third period, it's going to be a great way to end this very difficult road trip. Yeah, well, it was you know it was a tough trip that could have been a lot better, right? Like if you look like the Carolina game was awful, but uh, Tampa and Florida, they they probably should have won one of those games for sure. And arguably, when you're up two nothing in both of them, and maybe you could have won uh, both. But uh, either way, this this is a much needed win out because I think they got to win against the Ducks and then got to find a way to split against Vegas and Winnipeg when they go into their five day break when uh, their coach can drill down even deeper maybe on some things that he wants uh, you know he'll have a better sense of what he has as a team and you know he said it would be 10 games that'd be nine games for for Knobloch behind the bench before that uh, five day break my understanding is they'll probably have the Friday and Saturday off and then they'll uh, practice for three days before they play Carolina in a start of a six game homestand but this is like they, they needed to go three out of their last four and you know Washington and, and Anaheim were easily the two uh weakest opponents of the four yeah and and it's, it's a good sign because washington was playing well but they're they are you know they're kind of rebuilding reloading here they've got a lot of young players as well as some veterans who maybe are a little long in the tooth so and lindgren's playing uh th- th- this is a team that, that right now the orders need to um they need a couple of blowouts and they need to get lucky there were some lucky plays that the ovechkin shot was, was you know he could have gone in it was a you know skinner got a piece of it but he didn't get all of it and at this point i think that when you're the Oilers, there's a lot of positives come out of this. Skinner has stopped some pucks. Uh, the defense has had better structure. The power play is humming. Kane scored. They 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 came out of the first period. It was dominant, and they didn't come out flat. Now if they can do that again in the third period and play 60 complete minutes, the coach can use that. He can say, hey, we've done it. And a lot of this is confidence, and uh, it's been difficult. This has been a difficult run because the expectations were high, and that meant the pressure was really uh, big on everybody on the ice. But if Skinner, Skinner saved them a year ago, I still think he can do it again. And today might be a real good turnaround for him and the entire team. Yeah, with with the orders, sadly at this point, Al, I'm, I'll admit I'm skeptical. I, I would need to see a run where, where they play well. And, and even like they played well to start those games and then couldn't finish, right? Today's been a very complete effort. They, they haven't given up very much. Uh, Skinner's, you know, made a few saves, but hasn't been called upon, which is nice. And then they're obviously their power play scored. But like, I just, I don't know. I, I'm at the point where I the order's got to show me for a month. And the thing is, I like I went back 
you know, because people are like, well, I've never seen him this bad. And I think people forget. Actually, the orders, this has been pretty much a yearly trend, Al, for the last few yeah. seasons where they have a 15 to 20 game stretch where they're junk, right? And, yeah. and that's why I believe this is more of a player issue than systemic issue, right? Like in the lockout or sorry, the COVID shortened the first 15 games, you know, they were 27th in goals against for the first 15 games, uh, December 1st to January 16th of the 21, 22 season. They over 16 games, they allowed four goals per game. Then the first 20 games last year, 3.60 goals against average 29th. And then obviously this year, same thing. It's, that to me shows a theme and there's been three different coaches in there, Al. So I don't believe it's coaching. Yeah, I, I, the one thing I will say this year that was a little different, and the, the, I think the slide was a little earlier than usual. They did have, you know, the the the, the captains' uh, uh, practices. They they cost them some injuries. Um, McDavid, Ekholm, Ryan McLeod was slow to get back. Those players have not been. They're getting there, but they have not been themselves. So uh, I agree with you. I think that the owners do have a downbeat. It's usually around Christmas, or at least I find it's around Christmas. But they're not going to be able to afford any more downbeats, that's one thing they have to worry about is they can't have a, a stretch of 15 games where they only get like 8 or 9 points. They need to be 500 or better the rest of the run here because the math suggests they're going to have to go on a hell of a run. They're going to have to have a couple of months where they are where Boston is right now. Yeah, yeah that would uh, definitely be nice uh, for sure. So, uh, Jason Greger. Connor Halley with you. Uh, Low Tide is our guest here on Sports 1440. LT, um, what do you make of the orders? Do you think the Oilers are going to remain patient? Do you think they are going to, you know, make a move here in the coming weeks? What's your thoughts? I think they'll make a trade. I think that once you fire the coach, that you you. I thought they'd make a trade before they fired the coach, but they made the trade. They made the coaching change, and they're giving uh, Knobloch a chance to look at the team, view what he has, find out what he would like to see, whether it's another defenseman or maybe a little help for that third and fourth line, or maybe a goalie, uh, which I think is the obvious one. Uh, maybe Jack Campbell can come back, but but you you might want to invest in a goaltender. So. I, I think they will make a move, and I think it'll be maybe early December, but it won't be too terribly long from now. The only thing that would change that is if they if they you know lose several of the next few games. But I think they'll make a trade in the next little while. Hmm. Like a big trade or just a, a minor league deal? What do you think? No, I think it'll be a goaltender and maybe even a forward. Uh, I think it'll be another goalie. And is Campbell part of this trade? I don't, that I'm not sure of because they'd have to give up so much. Mm-hmm. You might see a trade for a goalie that doesn't involve Campbell because they, they're, they're, uh, right now the cost of, of trading Campbell away, even without getting anything in return, is massive because of the three years that are like three years times $5 billion, That's some high picks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Probably two first-rounders, I would think, because you're, like yeah. if you're trading Campbell midway through this season now, it's sixteen yeah. million dollars in owed money. Right? Yeah, That's a lot. Massive. Yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. you do you think he can find a semblance of his game in the American League? Well, he he was not good in the first three games that he played down there, and then he was good in the shutout. Like he played well. So with him, I think it's 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 
and a lot of this is this game is just you know it's confidence. It's, it's between the ears, and I think Campbell it is for sure. Uh, is he capable of playing well in the NHL? I believe he is. I think he'll play not necessarily for the Oilers, but I think he'll play again in the National Hockey League. But um, right now, the Oilers can't afford to invest too many more starts in players who aren't you know who don't have the the percentage on their side. So Campbell, I think, would have to prove himself. Maybe he gets one more look. It all, it all depends on what's out there. If they can pull a trade earlier than later, I think they will for a, for a goalie partner for Skinner. Al, thanks for this. Uh, have yourself a fantastic weekend, and uh, we will chat with you on Monday. All right. Enjoy the weekend. There you go. That's uh, Alan Mitchell, host here of The Lowdown. Weekdays from noon until 2 on Sports 1440. It is the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. And, uh, man, there is a, a plethora of games today. A few already done. Connor will update you on those. Some ongoing, including uh, the orders. Uh, although that one's, well, unless it's going to be a miracle in uh, Washington, nah, that game is over for all intents and purposes. Uh, but uh, there are some uh, entertaining games to watch tonight. That Jets-Panther game, uh, that could be a highly entertaining affair. For sure. So uh, we'll be very curious to see uh, Minnesota Wild and Colorado. Oof, the ads are good, man. The ads are really good. We'll get to uh, all that. And uh, when we return, we're going to talk about adversity. And can you teach it for young athletes? It's the discussion coming up next on The Gregor Show on Sports 1440. Here's an update presented by BIE Engineering, specializing in all your residential, commercial, and industrial structural engineering needs. It's BIEENG.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.